message you're about listening to is a sermon by Bishop George Ajiman, the General Overseer of Winnish Chapel, Ghana. Be encouraged, inspired, and uplifted as he brings the word of life to your spirit and soul. Praise God. We will be concentrating on the character of the new man. Praise the Lord. When we get to know what is expected of us and we talk about it, we pray about it, we walk the talk, then we will be growing in the Lord. If we don't know what is expected of us and the enemy attacks, then every time we will be spending our time fighting against the works of the devil. But the works of the devil have been dealt with. So what we need to know to do is to know where we have to be, who we have to be, what we have to be, and be that. When we stand where we are expected to stand, say what we are expected to say, do what we are expected to do, the sin issue will never crop up in our lives. It is my prayer that as we identify this new direction and pursue it, we will see the glory and the power of God come upon us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We have fought the works of the, works of the devil in our life too long. Let's change strategy. Praise the Lord. Let us change strategy. Amen. The old way of thinking. Let us abandon it and embrace the new. And we will see God come our way in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Galatians and chapter 4, verse 19. Galatians chapter 4 and verse 19. My little children, for whom I labor in birth again, until Christ is formed in you. What we are pursuing is to see the nature of Christ form in us. Praise the Lord. When the nature of Christ is formed in you, the enemy will not have anything to do with you. Amen. Like our Lord Jesus Christ said, the enemy came but he did not find anything in me. When you stand where you are supposed to stand, when you say what you are supposed to say, when you do what is expected of you, the enemy will not have anything in you and you will win in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. So every message that comes here, every word of exhortation, every encouragement that comes they are all geared towards the formation of Christ in our lives. Amen. They are all geared towards what? The formation of Christ in our lives. So that we can also be like him. And when we are like him, we will act like him. We will talk like him. And we will win. 
like him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Our God is a good God. We begin with the character of the new man. Praise the Lord. Okay, so let's begin. Where does the new man begin from? What makes us new? 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone is in Christ, who is he and what is he? He is a new creation. So, new life begins when we embrace the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives. When we embrace and begin to be transformed into his image, then the new life begins. So, everyone here that has embraced the Lord Jesus Christ, everyone here that sees himself as a disciple, as a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are a new creation. Praise God. And as a new creation, there is a new way of life for you. And I trust that as we look at these, we will grow and have the nature, the form of Christ in our lives also. Praise God. Once we are able to do this, that will be one of the surest ways we can keep away from the allurements of sin. See, Christ has dealt with it, but we are in a world that is influenced by sin. We are in the flesh, which is the home of the devil. But in spite of all of this environment, God wants us to live a godly life. If Christ had not come, we would have said it is impossible. And there would be nothing God will say that we will listen And God knew that. That is why he sent his only begotten son to come and take the form of flesh and live life where you and I are living it and be subject to all that man is subject to and yet sin not found in him. So there is a living example that in spite of the fact that the whole world lies in wickedness, that we still dwell in the flesh, we can, if we want, by the help of the Holy Spirit, win. Now, what we need to do is to know how to. And today, we begin by looking at the things, the areas in our lives that we need to place emphasis on. 
in order to diminish the allurements of sin, the allurements of this world, so that we can be Christ-like. Praise the Lord. The surest way we can keep away from the allurements of sin and successfully walk in the Spirit, thereby exhibiting the character of the new man. That is what we have set ourselves to do. And I know God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. So let's begin the journey. The first command to us, Galatians chapter 6, Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16. What does it say? I say then, walk in the spirit. Amen. I say to every one of us here, let us walk in the spirit. Why must we walk in the spirit? So that we will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. So you see, the lusts of the flesh has not been taken away from us. But God has made a provision that even though we dwell in the midst of the lust of the flesh, there is a lifestyle we can adopt, there is a way of life we can engage ourselves in that even though the lust of the flesh is there, we will overcome it. Praise God. See, that is the method of God. It would have been very easy if God had just taken away the lust of the flesh. Finish. Is that not it? I mean, look at what happened in Exodus chapter 21, I suppose, where the snakes were biting the children of Israel and they were dying. So the, the snakes were very poisonous. And it, there was proof that the snakes were poisonous. So the children of Israel came to Moses and said, Moses, pray to God that he takes away. See, that is how man thinks. If there is a problem, he take the problem away. So they came to Moses and said, pray to God that these snakes be taken away from us so that we can be free, so that we won't die again. So that we will continue our life. So that we do what we want to do. Moses heard them. And Moses actually prayed. But you know the answer of God? Okay. Tell the children of Israel, I have heard their prayer. But I won't take the snakes away. Oh. So what did you hear? You see the thinking of God different from the thinking of man? For man, the easiest thing and the simplest thing and the most reasonable thing and the obvious thing, I think let me use the word obvious too. The obvious thing to do is to take away the snake. Then we are free. Is that not so? God said, uh, Moses, 
Leave the snake. Leave the snake. Now, whether you die or not die, I have taken that power away from the snake and I have put it on you. See how God is doing it? First, the snake, when they bit, man died. God said, leave the snakes. But now, now, whether you die or not, it's not going to be because of the snake that is there, but because of your obedience to me. So leave the snake. Stand. The snake, I'm not going to command the snake not to come near you at all. I'm not even going to tell the snake not to bite you at all. Let the snake do whatever it wants to do. But for you, but for you that has prayed to me and I have heard your prayer, so long as your eye is up looking at me, even if the snake bites you, you will not die. Now, what exactly are you looking for? Are you looking for the continuation of life or you are looking for the absence of the snake? Two things, is that not so? All right? Now, the prayer the children of Israel prayed was that our people are dying. Our people are dying. And the death is because of the snake biting them. So for our people not to die, take the snake away. It makes human sense. Doesn't it make human sense? It makes human sense. That is what we would have said. All of us here. Then God said, okay, so your issue is you don't want to die. You see where God picked it from. Your issue is what? You don't want to die. Okay. You think it is because of the snake biting you. I think it is because you are disobedient to me. All right? So now leave the snake alone. Leave the snake alone. Look at me. The man said, excuse me, you mean with the snakes there we should be looking at you? God said, yes. They said, how? Don't you know that these snakes, when they bite, you will die? I said, hey, you are not even hearing me when I'm talking. God, that is God. Man, it is very difficult to hear God. Your issue is you don't want to die. I said, yes, I agree. But this is what you should do. You see, this is what you should do. They put the issue on the, on the snake. God is pushing the issue on themselves. This is what you should do. Leave the snake alone. Leave the snake alone. And look at me. And I'm hanging up here. I'm not on the ground. I am hanging up here. The, the snakes are on the ground. I am hanging up here. I say, look at me. For as long as you are looking at me, you will not die. The people say, hi. This is difficult. People, how difficult is it? How difficult is it? The issue is you don't want to die. And God say, yes, if you don't want to die, look at me. Finish. Then you, in your head, you are saying, but the snake is there. God says, I know. It's me that put it there. 
But what I'm saying is that even if it bites you, why should you let it bite me in the first place? Uh-uh. You are not hearing me. When the snake bites, you die. Is that not so? I'm telling you that even if it bites you, you will not die. So look at me. Say, hey, and that is exactly what we are confronted with in Galatians chapter 4. <laughs> are you getting the illustration very clearly? Amen. Now, we live in the world. The world is full of sin. The ruler of this world is actually the devil. God is not doing anything to tamper with that arrangement. But he is talking to his own disciples. And this is what he is telling us. I say then, Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16. I say then, walk in the spirit. Just as he told Moses to tell the children in those days, look up unto me. All right? It's a very simple thing. <laughs> look up unto me. Today, he's looking at you. And he's telling you, yes, the whole world is infested with sin. We dwell in the body that is ruled by by sin. But if only you will walk in the spirit, then you would have overcome the lust of the flesh, which leads to sin. Do you understand? 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 So our issue is not, hey, the world is full of sin. People are full of sin. No, no, that's not our issue. Just like in those days, there were many snakes, and those snakes were venomous, all right? That is not our area of concentration. Is that all right with you? Our area of concentration is what? Walk in the spirit. Our area of concentration is what? Walk in the spirit. Now, if we know what it means, if we understand what it means, if we do what it means, then we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That is what God has arranged. And actually, in the days of Moses, the many <clears throat> that looked unto the brazen serpent they survived. <laughs> Amen. The many that looked unto the brazen serpent, they survived. In spite of the fact that the venomous vipers were still there. In spite of the fact that the snakes were still biting. Now, it is possible it is possible that of the people that survived, it is possible that the people that were looking at the brazen serpent, it is possible that they were bitten. 
You agree with that? You agree with that? I'm not hearing. Do you agree with that? That it is possible to be bitten by the snake and still survive. Possible? What made it possible? Obedience to the instructions of God. <laughs> I mean, very simple. Obedience to the instructions of God. It was not that the snakes were changed. It was not that the power of the snake to bite and for the bite leading to death was taken away. No. They were not taken away. But the difference was in the fact that the person that was there chose to look up in spite of the snakes down. That was the difference. The difference was what the person that was standing there chose to look up. Even though he knew that the snakes were there, he still chose to look up. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And that is the illustration that buttresses the fact that it is possible, very, very possible for us to walk in the spirit even as we live in a world like this. Galatians 5.16 I say then, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen. Before I close, let us break down what it means to walk in the spirit. Is the spirit sent that I should go and buy and come and spread in my house so that I walk on it? Or what does it mean to walk in the spirit? Colossians chapter 3 passage that we read earlier. Colossians chapter 3 verse 12. Therefore, as the elect of God, the chosen of God, the new creation, you are holy Unto God by reason of your new birth. That is how God sees you. And that is how God knows you to be. Holy and beloved. You are the apple of God's eye. God's eye is watching over you. Just as he watches over the birds that fly in the sky, they do not harvest and yet he feeds them. God is saying, as many as belong to the new creation, you are holy unto him, you are the beloved of God. Praise God. Please, these are the things you should see yourself 
that this is how God sees me. Don't carry the sin mentality because he has finished with it. Amen. I am the holy one of God. You should be able to say it. I am the beloved of God. Yes, I am the beloved of God. I'm the holy one of God. But the venomous vipers are still there. That is not your issue. Amen. You get the point? The venomous vipers are there, but that is not the area of concentration. So many believers are praying the prayer that the children of Israel prayed in the days of Moses. God, take away the snake. Jehovah, I command. You say when I command your angels, take away the snake. Nah, nah. That prayer is... <laughs> Amen. 2019 is what? Yeah, we should have a new direction. Praise the Lord. So I'm not going to pray about the snake anymore. I wish you would be able to make that st statement yourself too. I'm not going to pray about the snake anymore. I'm going to receive grace. I'm going to receive strength to be able to walk in the spirit. That's all. For as long as I am walking in the spirit, I am overpowering and neutralizing the effects of the poisonous snake. I'm walking in the spirit, pleasing God. At the same time, I am neutralizing the effects of the venomous viper. Praise the Lord. So let's go that way. When we walk in the spirit, one, we are pleasing God. We are the beloved of God. We are obedient to God. You see, then all the blessings will begin to follow. Two, we are neutralizing the power of the wicked one. Praise God. So I don't have to worry myself how much power the wicked one has. No. Must I worry myself? No. I don't have to worry myself how much power the enemy has. I don't have any problem with that. My answer to the power of the devil is what? To do what? Walk in the spirit. That's all. I don't have to know that this one has Magani, this one has Juju, this one has Akwe Sosei, this one has... No, 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 no. You get the point? I don't have to worry myself about that. At all. All I have to concentrate on is what? That's all. So brethren, let us now refocus. That is the essence of this message. It's a call to refocusing. If only we will walk in the spirit, the power of the lusts of this world will be neutralized in our lives. Praise God. So, what does it mean to walk in the spirit? Therefore, Colossians 3.12, therefore, as the elect of God, holy, beloved, you see how God is describing you. Please hear that and see that and be that. You must hear what? That you are, you are holy. You must hear that you are what? 
In fact, say it with your mouth. Let me hear you. I am. Say it again. Say it again. Good. Clap for yourselves. You are saying what God is saying. Number two, I am the beloved of God. Let me hear you say that. Say it again. One more time. I am the beloved of God. If there is anything good that must be given to anybody, I am one of the beloved of God. So the good things from the Father comes to me. You get it? Number one, I am holy. Number two, I am the beloved of God. And these virtues have come to me not because of what I have done. Here, so that if somebody attacks you, you will still be able to pass. Ha! You, you say you are holy. Didn't I see you yesterday? Eh? Eh? Look at me. Don't tell me. Didn't I see you yesterday when we went to buy the, the plantain and the granite? When the woman was standing the plantain, didn't you take one of the granite? Look at me. Don't turn somewhere. And you are using your same mouth to say, I am. Then you say, hey, hey, come. Don't misunderstand. The holiness I am talking about is not by my doing. Amen. The holiness I am talking about is not by my doing. That is what Christ did on the cross of Calvary. And because I have believed in what he did on the cross of Calvary, I have become a beneficiary of what he did on the cross of Calvary. And the, one of the benefits of the cross of Calvary is that I have become holy before God. So ground not or no ground not, I am the holy Yeah, you understand? These are virtues that have come to us by reason of what Christ has done with the devil. I am just a beneficiary. Some of you are looking at me and say, Bishop, is it that easy? Exactly. Exactly. Go to Numbers 21. When the snakes were biting, and Moses did the brazen serpent. The, the, the funniest thing is that the, the people of Israel saw Moses when he was collecting the earrings to make the... And then when he finished, he put it on the pole right in front of them. And he hung it. And then he spoke to them. If you will look at this one, you will not... Die. They say, one cow can say. So you are looking at me and you are saying, Bishop, is it that easy? Is it that simple? It is exactly as I have told you. In fact, that is the gospel. That is the good news. God is not looking for your holiness. Your holiness is as filthy as rags before him. So God is not looking for your holiness. God is looking for the holiness that Christ was able to give him, which you have believed in. So you see, what is my own work? My own work is to believe. <laughs> is that all right? 
I think it's even part of scripture that says, the work of the Lord is to believe. All right? So mine is to believe. Bishop, is that all? That is number one. The second one is, because you have believed, walk in the... That's all. Some of you, I don't know, say the bishop has so simplified this thing that I'll go for another place where they will ask me to carry cement. If I carry cement and I go around the village five times, I will know that I have paid for my sins. You, cement. (laughs) Hallelujah. Because we have believed in the work of Christ and we are partakers of the benefit of the work of Christ, which includes holiness. And so I stand holy before the Lord. I am counted amongst the beloved of God. Responsibility now falls on me to, number one, exhibit tender mercies. See what God is demanding from you? Don't worry about sin. Don't worry about the position. As for being holy, I say you are holy. I say you are one of the people that I love. Amen. Now because of that, what I want you to do is to be merciful towards your fellow neighbor. You see, so you don't show mercy because of what the other person has done. No, you show mercy because you are the Holy One of God. You show mercy because you are the beloved of God. Amen. So this one may be doing acts of wickedness, may be consciously stepping on your toe and squeezing. And then you will tell him, brother, take it easy. Take it easy. You are hurting me, but I don't hold it against you. You know why you are talking like that? You are not talking like that because you can't also squeeze. You can squeeze. You get the point? But you look at someone that saved me from the snake bite. All right? So I ought to be dead. I ought to be dead. And now I am not dead. And you who don't know where I am coming from, you are stepping on my toe and you are squeezing it. And I have mouth. So all I will do is, brother, my leg is there. I beg, remove your leg and let me go because I know where I am going. I am the Holy One of God. I am the beloved of God. Praise the Lord. It doesn't mean you are stupid. You you see, you see the lifestyle Jesus Christ is giving us compared with how the world thinks and behaves. I am the Holy One of God. I don't want to trade that for anything. Because if I trade that, the venomous vipers will bite me and I will die. So I will keep looking. All right? This one that is stepping on my toe might be like a snake, one of the venomous spiders that is climbing my leg. So, which is the one of the 
Ubekaka. Uwa wonka. And the whole idea is what? The whole idea is to get you from stopping to look. Because your secret is in looking. So some of the snakes, they know they can bite you. But they will come and they will cross this leg and then come to this knee and then go. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. So when in the office, somebody gets to know that, hey, this is one of the holy people. Then we all break time, we all go to the canteen, and then we eat, and then one of your colleagues comes and says, holy one, <laughs> holy, when I say ho, you say li, because you are holy, wash my plate, you see, because you are holy, wash my plate, I'm watching, you say you are holy, you get a point. What will you do? You should never lose sight of the fact that Christ has called you to walk in the spirit. And one of the qualities of walking in the spirit is to show tender mercy. Amen. So now we have to learn. People... This year we are learning new things. I was saying my mommy taught me yem. Alright. A botisem de metibi. And so semetia botisem noa. A dien meye. I am the holy one of God. I am the beloved of God. It is expected of me to walk. In the spirit. I don't want to lose that. Because if I lose that. I have lost my position in Christ. So irrespective of what you do. I will still walk in the spirit. Praise the Lord. Not only am I expected to show tender mercy. I am also expected to demonstrate what? What is kindness? Be gently affectionate positively to the other. Don't show aggression. Yes, you can be aggressive. By reason of where you came from and how you were raised. But now, you see, if anyone is in Christ, you get a point. So you have to tell yourself, am I in Christ? If I am in Christ, then I should show kindness. Not because I can't also talk back. I can talk back. And probably I can talk louder. You get the point. But you ask yourself, am I in Christ? If I am in Christ, then I am what? Then I am what? Then I am a new creation. And as a new creation, I am counted amongst 
the holy ones of God. I am counted amongst the beloved of God. Because I am counted among such people, I should show tender mercies and I should be kind. So I am being kind to you. It doesn't matter how cruel you are to me. Not because I can't cruel back or I can't cruel back. You get the point? If I'm not a new creation, I can cruel back. I can be cruel more than you are crueling me. You understand that English? Uh-huh. So now, I'm not looking at what that person is doing to me. I see him as one of the venomous vipers that want to distract me. So I put on, you see, the Bible says put on, consciously, consciously put on tender mercies, put on kindness and go your way. After all, how many years are we going to spend on earth here? Maximum 360 years. See? Maximum. After that, we have a whole lot of eternity. Because of 360 years, I should lose eternity. You get the point. This is the new way of thinking. This is the new way of living. And it is my prayer that we are able to get through this positively in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Galatians chapter 4 verse 19. It says, I labor again in birth that Christ be formed in you. Today, we have looked at two of the qualities of Christ. Tender mercy and kindness. You, you, you get the point. As for the holiness and the beloved of God, they were credited to our account. That is what we used to start our Christian trading. Who was I? We, who once were not a people, First Peter chapter 2, we who once were not a people, but now we are the sons of God, the children of God. So that one came overnight like that. We didn't work for it. Once we were dead, then we crossed over into the light because of what Christ has done. And here we are. Now, now that we are here, your new name is called Holy. You get the point? Your new name is called It doesn't have anything to do with what you did or what you did not do. No, 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 no. Just because you believed, you crossed over from darkness into light. And when you came into light, they gave you a new name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon by Bishop George Adjuman. We hope you have been blessed. To get more of this podcast, log on to our website, www.winnersghana.org. You can also follow his handle at Bishop George Adjerman on Facebook and SoundCloud. God richly bless you.